Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. Jesus. Jeremiah 31 verse 11. Some people have read this thing, but you know, as meditating and the Spirit of the Lord just drove me to break a certain depth in this scripture. Hallelujah. And when I mean depth, I mean depth. I want to go, by the time you leave this place, (laughs) oh God. No, I'm not speaking faith. I'm speaking knowledge. (laughs) I'm not saying that I'm believing God. No, I'm just believing. I know. Praise the Lord. So I'm speaking from knowledge. Jeremiah 31 11. The Bible says, For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was mightier or stronger than he. If your version is saying will redeem, it's wrong. Some versions use will redeem. NIV, I think, uses will redeem. I think. Or shall or might redeem. Something like that. I don't know. But some versions I read, and when I compared it with the original Hebrew, 
the interlinear. I realized that the interlinear meant a past tense experience, not a future experience. Somebody said, the Lord hath ransomed me from the hand of him that was mightier than me. Say it again, the Lord has ransomed me from the hand of him that was mightier than me. Hallelujah. I always tell people that what defines your destiny and rankings in the spirit is in whose hands you sit. I tell people that the spirit world is ranked. Hallelujah. The spirit world is ranked. It's already ranked. He gave some apostles. You're an apostle by the rank. He gave some teachers. You're already a teacher by the rank. But the spirit world is what? He's ranked. So the Bible says in the book of Acts that he has made one blood of all nations. How can you make one blood of all nations? Save in the testimony of a blood that was shed and speaketh better things even as the blood of Cain and Abel. But the Bible says he has made one blood of all nations. The Bible says that they should what? Settle on the earth. So it's not by mistake that you're in Uganda, you're everywhere that you are. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that he has appointed every man their own timing for dimensional. Not time on the earth, but spiritual also. And their boundaries of habitation. Hallelujah. Now, boundaries of habitation can be a physical experience of where you live. Nansana, Luafu, Soweto. But boundaries of habitation also takes the definition of where we sit by the Spirit. He has appointed every man their own timing and boundaries of habitation. But when you study the mind of the Spirit, you realize that the timing precedes the boundaries. The timings precede the boundaries. Hallelujah. And because we're speaking of the timings of the Spirit, we're not speaking of carnal, physical timings. You get where I'm coming from? We're not speaking of physical timings. We're speaking of spiritual timings. It's how fast a man responds by the Spirit. Because the times of men are not the times of... So when the scripture says, redeem the time, he doesn't say redeem time. Time is earthly. The time is heavenly. Hallelujah. There's a way the heavens work under the timings. One day in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand in the world. That's simple. I've mentioned something like that before. But when he's talking of the appointed times for every man, there is an opportunity, a window for every man of the Spirit. In this life. There's a window. And that window is the day that defines everything about your life. You can have many places of prayer, but there will be doors. Hallelujah. Ministration is to the levels of doors. That's why he says in Colossians that the Lord might open unto us a door of utterance. The utterances of the Spirit are on doors. But the experiences of communion work with the windows of the Spirit. And the windows represent revelation. To the farthest line of the revelation of God, same is with the provisions of the doors that the Lord shall open for your life. I don't know whether you understand where I'm coming from. The substance of redemption and the new creation are the experiences of the Spirit through revelation. The things that the Lord teaches your spirit. The things that you can't learn in Bible school, the things that you can't learn on a conference, but that the Lord imputes in your spirit by reason of these things. Hallelujah. But now the Lord is calling a Christian to sit past the line of just understanding by the mind and understanding by the heart. Why? Because the Bible says he has placed eternity in the hearts of men. The Bible says that counsel in a man is like deep waters, but only that man with understanding can draw it out. So the essence of the gospel sometimes is not necessarily to give you the primary things of the oracles, but sometimes to open your minds to understand. Because understanding is true perception. So Paul says that they may see. Praise the Lord. That they may see what is the hope of your calling. That they may see what is the mystery. To make all men see, the Bible says, what is the mystery of the fellowship. If we are preaching and we're not opening men's eyes to see, I always tell ministers, we're not preaching. Many of us are just exciting men's minds. A man gets excited and says, wow, this is wonderful God, I receive it. But we have not placed a certain thing. Because that's the essence of the gospel. That you might be realigned to a particular course of your destiny. The Bible says, I come into you that I might impart to you some spiritual thing. But the place where the church has to prepare the Christian from just the average Christian to a place of impartation. That's why Paul says, how be it? We impart this wisdom to them that are mature. Hallelujah. And the humility to know that there is a knowledge that puffs up, but there is a love that edifies. The love that gets to the young guy and try to minister to him as one who is young, waiting for him to mature. Are you hearing me? 
And when they find the minister ministering in love, they think that he is shallow because he's speaking the simplicities of the spirit. Yet in actual sense, he's loving them enough to understand. And that is why I don't judge men by what they minister on the pulpit because I know not at the level and length or the vibes of the spirit to the men that he ministers to. Why? Because there, there is a point where knowledge can just puff out the man but not love this man enough to edification. Hallelujah. But now that the man is, is loved enough to edification, then the place of knowledge can come in. That man cannot handle knowledge like something useless. Why? Because he responds to it as he knows what it works in his life, what works in his life, that it has worked in his spirit. I don't know whether you know what you understand where I'm coming from. Now, this is happening not because men are praying, but this is happening because scripture is being fulfilled. He says, in the last days, knowledge shall increase. So this generation is a generation that will sit on the bed and the Lord starts to download. By the time they are through, my God, they know too much. Why? Because it's prophecy being fulfilled. And when you're working on the fulfillment of prophecy, listen, prevenient grace, prevenient grace is the critical faculty. You submit to the grace of God to speak to you. Why? Because the Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, my people die or perish because they what? They lack knowledge. It says, because thou hast rejected me, I shall reject your children also. That kind of man cannot reproduce a ministry, cannot raise spiritual children. They come to live and they don't live by peace. Why? Because they don't have the ability of knowledge. It's a place of knowledge to raise people. It's not a place of age. And how many years you've spent in the gospel? Paul says you have many instructors in the Lord, but a few fathers. The establishment of the fathering spirit is deeper than just the instructor. Why? Because the instructor is for the edification of the way he already knows you have the spirit in whom he's led. Are you hearing me? The spiritual father is the reproducing of a ministry in you and positioning you in a place for you to do more and he won't be jealous. Why? Because the principle is clear. From glory to glory to the very image and likeness. The very major stature of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's why Paul says those are the true places of leverage. That's why now when the man of God John says, Brethren, let us labor that we lose not the things that we have wrought. Are you hearing me? He's looking at the places where they built men. Are you hearing me? That's the secondary place of the labors of the apostolic mantle. It does not now seek just to put you in church and say, ah, you are an apostle. No. It seeks to establish the apostle. When James, Cephas, and John, which were the pillars of the faith, when they saw the grace that was given unto me and to the Gentiles, like was given to them to the uncircumcised, the Bible says, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, koinonia. The right hand of fellowship. They supported the minister. You get what I'm trying to tell you? So it's just deeper than, oh, he's wonderful. Can I give him a platform for him to shine? Can I raise her into the worshiper that she must be? Are you hearing me? Can we get the church to a place where we look to the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry? It's wonderful for me to prophesy what you had last week, but that's not what you need in the gospel. You need divine purpose. You need assignment. If it's a worshiper, like she was worshiping and a lame guy, you know, through his clutch, that's worship. That's not, no, 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 that's worship. You can't run to jail. And once we can perfect the work, you realize that the ministry will not add up, it will multiply. Why? Because everyone produces and contributes. He says that every joint might supply that there might be no schisms. That's the reason why there's division in the body of Christ. Because joints are not supplying. The certain men not established in their boundaries of habitation. Because the appointed times they're indifferent to. Hallelujah. But tell your neighbor, that's not me. They're talking about somebody else. Can it be? Can it be me? No, no, it's not me. Hallelujah. So when the man says that, let us labor, that we might hold these things. Now I understand why Paul Paul says in Colossians, he says that we labor, that we might present every man perfect in Christ. Not that the demons will leave them. Demons is just a part of the labors. The true labors is that we might present all men perfect in Christ. We don't own them. The Bible didn't say perfect to Christ. The Bible says perfect in Christ Jesus. And there's a reason why he uses Christ Jesus. Christ, Christ is the anointed. That we might present every man perfect in the anointed Jesus. 
Not just the normal Jesus. You get it? Some people just want to present all men perfect in the crucified Jesus. He left there. If you have kept him on, on the cross, you have a problem. Mine left. He's seated in glory. Far above all principalities and powers. So if you can present all men perfect in Christ Jesus, the anointed Christ, everywhere you go. That's why I told people, this generation, men will just sit in buses. And the tumor pops out and falls down. Say, why? A Christian is in the... And the moment it falls, you stand in that bus and start to say, you see, great is the mystery of godliness. If men who sell local drugs can talk in the bus, how about you? Hallelujah. You get in that matter to and talk. Are you hearing me? And talk. Some of you are too beautiful to talk, but don't worry. We'll present you perfect in Christ. Hallelujah. Everywhere you go. Because that's who we are. Hallelujah. Remember in campus, we used to walk from just midnight, 1 a.m. And you feel like you have a mystery. But there's nobody to share it. You're walking in the dark night. Everything, things are passing through. And you stand in the middle of the road and say, but why? The mystery has hit me. But the principle says that my word does not go out and come back void. It didn't say that my word is only to men who are listening in La Bonita. Uh-uh. He said my word does not go out and come back void. It must achieve that which I send it out to achieve. And the Bible says, I shall prosper in the thing that I send it. Whether it's land, whether it's ground, DVD player, mobile phone, your shoe, your bag, your hair, Amanda, Laka, whatever. He said, you send it there. And then in the night, we start sending words. In the night, we preach to Mukono. They are sleeping, hallelujah, that the job scripture might be fulfilled. He openeth their ears and sealeth instruction. While they are sleeping, they are listening to Apostle Grace. The day they meet you, they say, you look familiar. No, no, no. They have not seen you anywhere. You stumbled on them in the spirit. It's called anointing your countenance. Some of you are limited by people who listen to you. No. They don't need to hear. If a guy is funny, you find him when he's sleeping. You tell him, get born again. Get born again. The Lord needs you. you if you have done that to your husband, why? You would have already started church. But you leave the mystery. And then you go to a man of God and say, a man of God, pray for this guy that he gets born again. And the Bible doesn't say to pray for men to get born again. The Bible says, pray that the Lord might send laborers. He didn't say pray for people to get born again. He said, pray that the Lord send forth laborers. So in such instances, they just need a laborer. You refuse to be a laborer. So let God get another laborer. And one day while the guy is in town, he meets. <laughs> you feel bad. Why? Because that was your catch. That was your catch. You just put the net on the right. Cast it on the left. Sorry. You put it on the left. Cast it on the right. Hallelujah. Tell anybody that's who we are. Tell anybody that's who we are. Now, I was telling you, the Lord has redeemed you from the hand of him which was mightier. Many Christians don't understand this. There is nothing in your life that is mightier. Cancer, now. You don't understand what I'm saying. He says, the Lord hath redeemed you from the hand of him which was mightier. HIV. I said, the Lord hath redeemed you from the hand of him which was mightier. You don't understand. He's divorcing me. You get it. The Lord has redeemed you from the hand of him which was mightier. What was stronger than you left you? That is anything in your life is under your control. Money, yes, sir. Business, yes, sir. Marriage, yes, sir. Ministry, yes, sir. He has redeemed. He, in fact, the Bible uses ransom. That means he paid. He said, how much? How much do you need to release? I said, how much do you need to release? 
without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. This guy went there. Are you hearing me? <laughs> and to show you that this was really drama, they go, Are you hearing me? <laughs> the guy is all up like this. And two at the end, the Bible says he bowed his head and looked at me. And then he winked. It's finished. <laughs> Somebody shout glory! But I kind of had a Uganda word follow. I had like, it's finished. Tobalabura. I kind of like had it. It's up to you. Me, I had. Tobalabura. Wesirika. Bajakula Baburavi. means don't don't tell them they'll see so the new creature born of God of the incorruptible seed which is the word of God which liveth and abideth forever came out and the moment you are born again the angelic says welcome to planet earth then you started to look around the God man workmanship Created them Christ Jesus and two good works for which you are preordained, pre-anointed that you might walk in them. So making a lame man walk is not a miracle. No, it's a preordained agenda. Opening a blind eye is not a miracle. No, it's a preordained agenda. You had to be rich. You had to be wise. You had to be big. You had to shine. Listen, he says you're a city set on a dark. He says you cannot be here. You cannot. You cannot. It's too late. It's too late to fail. Tell your neighbor what wow wow. It's too late to fail. It's too late to fail. Listen. Your blessing is even no longer at the mercy of men. Like Abraham said, least you say you made me rich. He gave him back everything and then he got in the corner. And just say, Shandalabara. And the Bible says, he was rich in cattle. He was rich in gold. He was rich in everything. Why? Because the Lord was with him. Oh, uncle, if you don't send fees, I won't study. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. What would I do without you? Human being. You tell, you tell a human being, what would I do? <laughs> Why? Because the Bible says in him all things consist. The literal word for consisting means find their place. That means marriage finds its place in Christ. Ministry, anointing, knowledge, wisdom, glory, healing. Everything finds its place. The moment Christ comes inside, boom! Healing starts placing itself. A book sits like you're booking them in La Bonita. In the inside. That's a complete thing. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God bodily. And the Bible says things angels inquire into. Because the angel wants to look at you small woman. Having the creator of heaven and earth. And he can't, he can't understand. That's why sometimes I walk with a bounce. Ah. Now, that's why I tell Christian women stop walking like cats. I a cat walk. No, walk like daughters of the Most High. (laughs) 
The Bible says, my heart is indicting a good matter concerning the things that God has wrought in me. And he says that now my tongue is like a pen of a ready writer. Why? Because it's burning in what the Lord has done. So when you wake up in the morning, you say, you've blessed me, you've anointed me, you're increasing me. I'm above and not beneath. He says, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching Jehovah God. He says, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. So every morning I wake up, I say, Grace, you're handsome, you're big, you're rich, you're great, you're wise, my God, opening eyes, blind eyes. Their fears are hearing the dumb are speaking. You're shaking you got Africa and the rest of the world. Your wife, your children. By the time I'm through, I'm sweating. That the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ. I don't sing some songs no more. No. So in the morning when I'm going, I say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. That's me. That's me. That's me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, it's not excitement, darling. It's truth. Start to indict a good matter. Look at the richest man in Uganda. Asking himself, where am I going to get food tomorrow? The Bible says tomorrow has its own to worry. It's already worried that you're coming. Tomorrow is already worried. Oh God, the guy is coming. What is he going to eat? What is he going to eat? What is he going to eat? And you're also adding more. Tell your neighbor the hand of the Lord. is upon me. You've been redeemed. Let me show you something in Luke. Luke chapter 1, verse 70. I want to show you something. The Bible says, as he spake by the 70, not 17. The Bible says, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. That means every time he was speaking through the prophetic line, since the world began. I want you to understand as he spake. Okay? Next verse. That we should be saved from our enemies. That's what Jeremiah was saying. And from the hand of all that hate us. All through beginning of the world. The moment the world was formed. Boa, he said, say, saved. From your enemies. And the hands of them that hate you. This has been the master plan of Jehovah God. From beginning of the earth. That the child of God must be free. And that's why the judgments of the spirit begin with men of liberty. Not bound men. And so I say, take it for we shall be judged by the very law that set us free. Judgments begin from freedom, not bondage. But you know how many people understand judgments bound and in bondage? They understand God the wrong way. They're using the wrong lines in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go back. He says, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. It's like one time I was reading that portion of scripture. And you know, do you know, do you know wealth has nothing to do with you? The Bible says he is the God that gives us power to make what? Wealth. Get me that scripture. The Bible says, he is the God that gives us power. Read. But thou shalt remember the Lord thine God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear. That some men, he told Abraham, surely, blessing, I will bless you. You don't understand. And he says, to multiply, I shall multiply you. And then Paul says, brethren, ye are sons of Abraham by faith. So, God is actually fulfilling Abraham's promise. Look at you. Look at you. 
The Lord is death fulfilling. He promised the fathers. There are things the Lord promises to the Father. That's why I tell people, there's the same things that can't happen to you because of whose son you are. The president's daughter died and believed God for two President Uganda, Tata Natasha. What about Jehovah God? Oh, what about you, child of God? The same things that can't happen to me because of whose son I am. You don't understand what I'm saying. You get to even the level that if your wife says, I'm packing my bags and your spiritual father is married, you, you know she's wasting time. So come on. What do you understand? Bishop Floyd McIver, do you, do you get it? That he made a step the covenant he met with your father. You weren't there. But he promised them and told him, promise me. We're going to bless those guys. I promise. We're going to bless them. They're going to be so big. Are you sure, God? I promise, Abraham. Blessing, I'll multi-bless you. And he says, multiply. I will multiply you surely. And the Bible says, and the Lord wanted to make an oath. But he looked for one greater and for none. Then he says, for if a man wants to make an oath, he looks for one greater. And the testimony of the two is established. But because he found none greater, he says he swore an oath according to himself. Hallelujah. And he says, and of these two things of which it is impossible for God to lie. These two immutable things of which it is impossible for God to lie. And he says, and these are the anchor for our soul. Like, like a ship is being raised, but it's anchored, baby. Why? Because God promised somebody. And he says, he swore by himself, saying, surely I'll bless you. I don't know. Go down. Go down. Go down to the anchor. Yeah. By two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, which he might have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Next verse. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into the, the veil. Listen. Next, next line. With, with uh, the Bible says, the foreign is for us entered. Oh, Mabala, Sile, Karanda. Jesus made a high priest, the Bible says, forever after the order of Melchizedek. That means when the veil was opened, wow, the forerunner went there before you. And he knelt down and said, Father, Apostle Grace needs a bend. Father, Apostle Grace needs La Bonita. Father, he needs to shake the nation. Father, put your name. He needs to dedify. He must heal. He must set the captives free. Father, I thank you. And the Bible says he has gone there in advance before us. So when you go to the veil, it's not based on your prayer. That's why he asks for the confidence. He says if we hold the beginning of our confidence. Steadfast to the end. He says we are made partakers of Christ. Jesus already went there. He saw everything that you would struggle over. And then he went behind the veil for you. So that's why when you go there, when Paul saw what he did, he says, with thanksgiving make your requests. He didn't say, make your requests thanking. No, because it's not a matter of you asking God and thanking well. It's a matter of you thanking because he must give you. For all things in God are Oh, tap somebody and tell him I'm blessed. I am so blessed. How will Uganda survive us? How will Africa survive you? You engineer. You doctor. You anointed preacher. You wise banker. One time I was in Kawimpa and a woman called me and told me, Pastor, I have a shop here. But the shop has failed. There's a neighbor woman. She comes and does witchcraft every night. And I've started to see that my shop is failing. And her business is is booming. I have an issue. I'm falling sick. And I feel that she's doing witchcraft. At night she comes and puts things around and screams. I told her, don't worry, I'll fix it tomorrow, 7 a.m. The next day, 7 a.m., I was going to work. I went to the shop of this woman doing witchcraft. I looked at it straight in the eye. Come on, those things are sober. They know. That's what the Bible says. And Jesus answered the tree. What did it say? I just went in front of the shop and just. (laughs) 
I walked off. 2014, that shop has never been opened today. He said, whatever you bind on the earth, it shall be bound in the heaven. He said, whatever you loosen on the earth, it shall be... You just wake up in the morning and you just identify who's doing witchcraft. You just do like... You enter your shop. Listen, that's even fairer. The Bible says, suffer not a witch to live. I'm trying to be fair. I close their business. Tell your neighbor what peak. Let's continue. That he might what? To perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his word. Holy covenant. Next line. Next line. The oath which he swear. I promised you some number. That means if anything happens to you, Jehovah God, Abraham has a right to tell God, what are you doing? You promised me tickets. Sorry. You promised me. And my seed shall be as the stars. You're already a star. Don't try to be a star. Don't you realize that that's what the guys in the world do? Hollywood star? For you, a holy Bible star. Next line. That we, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. That you wake up in the morning and you're full of life. Invigorated by the Holy Ghost. Knowing that nothing can shake you. Nothing. Even if you walk into the doctor's room and then they tell you, darling, we found cancer. You just look at the doctor and laugh. And the doctor asks, why are you laughing? The doctor tells you, you don't know who you're talking to. You're talking to a king. Somebody doesn't understand. You see, the kingly anointing separated us from anything. That's why he says in Proverbs 21.1, he says that the heart of a king is in the hand of Jehovah God. He says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And he says as the rivers of water he turneth it whithersoever he will. My heart is in the hand of Jehovah God. I don't even understand. So, how can you tell me will you have HIV? Listen. You need to get into this guy. And I love the way he said it in John 10. He says, a man shall pluck them. You need to first be plucked out to have cancer. Hey. He says, a man. And I give unto them eternal life. And the Bible says, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man. Neither shall any man. Any man. He even became a bit crazy in 29 and said, he repeated it. And says, my father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able. Shall was a promise. Abel has even weighed the man. He says, no man is able. I'm not afraid of anybody. Anybody. Why? Because besides they shall not they also are not able. They can't. Do you understand? Nobody can fail your plan. Nobody can fail your ministry. Nobody can fail your marriage. Nobody can fail your job. Nobody. Nobody. One time a woman in Kawimpe somewhere came to me and told me, man of God, there's this woman on my husband's my husband, she's doing this, she's doing that. And I just bow my head like this. And the Spirit of the Lord told me the judgments are ready. I told her, go and tell that woman that I've told her if she's not born again in two months, she's going to heaven. Or hell. Period. I didn't want to kill her. The Lord wanted her saved. Unfortunately, she died after two months. She refused to leave the man. I told her, leave the man. 
I've sent a message to the woman, leave this woman's man. She's her man. I didn't want her to die, understand me. But listen, when you touch the children of God, you touch the apple of his eye. I didn't want the woman to die. I wanted her to be saved. But there are some people who will never be saved. They refuse to be. Stiff-necked. They refuse. I sent a message. I told her two months. You get born again. Give your life to Christ and give the man. If you don't, you're judged. I had the Lord judge her clearly. In fact, I was just delivering prophecy. Two months. Pa! She packed. I went to hell over heaven. I don't know. It was sad. What am I trying to say? We're children of God. He's, he's jealous. He's jealous over his own. And he wants to leave that mark on you. Don't, I mean, if a man can kill his brother and the Lord puts a, a mark on him and says, anyone who touches him I shall avenge seven times. Who killed? He gets away from and says, I shall avenge 70 times. Now you, your New Testament, do you know what it means to be touched? I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I think somebody has been touching you for the wrong way. Pray for their salvation. But warn them also. Why? Because you're a fire. You burn. You burn. You burn. You burn. The devil, listen, the devil has... Ah, sometimes I want to explain these things, but you'll think I'm... So I, I reserve my comments. Praise the Lord. The judgments of God to the minister have... You, child of God, have you been going to a place where in Ecclesiastes, I think, 1020? Let me show you something crazy. We're <laughs> about to finish. He says, cast not the king. Now, that was enough. But the next line says, not in your thought. And even if a person starts to think you evil, or evil of you, just the thought, you understand? He says, and cast not the rich. Of course, I'm talking about you. In thy bedchamber. For a bird of the air shall carry that voice. And that which has wings shall tell the matter. They don't understand that that's the Holy Ghost. And he says that the word of God sharper than a double-edged sword separates, cuts asunder the bone and marrow and exposes our hearts and thoughts what they really are. So if you talk of the man of the word, he will know. If you talk about a man of the word, no, leave alone these funny Christians who go to pastors like they're going to witch doctor. Go by yes. There are those people who just no. But if you're dealing with a man of the word, a woman of the word, the day they plan to fire you in that company, Holy Ghost comes and tell them, bo, 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 we got something to talk about here. They plan to destroy you. They plan to destroy you. Do something about it and say, Holy Ghost, what should I do? I mean, the guy you have such as the deep things of God. What about the thoughts of men? <laughs> what about the hearts of those guys who want, bo, 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 bo. that's a small thing. Are you hearing me? Then you ask the Holy Ghost, what should I do? It says, and you shall hear a voice behind you tell you, this is the way. Do this. The next morning you do something. And they can't stand the spirit by which you function. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help. Of course, I'm not saying refuse to work and they fire you and then you. I'm not saying that. But it's unfair for a child of God to be treated unfairly. It's not of God. The Bible says that you should eat of the bread of sorrow. The Lord has not called you in this life to struggle with men. He has called you to be the head and not the tail above and not beneath. Let me show you something, someone, and then we finish. I was reading something and I, I almost screamed in my bedroom, but I remembered my sister. Second Samuel two twenty nine. <laughs> we'll finish with that. Manda rama ba 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 ba. Hallelujah. Next verse. Is that two? Let's say 22, I think. 29. 22, 29. 
Now try to understand enemies is the devil. The thing that works in men, not the men. Somebody read one to three. You'll what? Give me the message version. He says, suddenly God, your light flights my birth. And the Bible says, and God drives out darkness. Next verse. And he says, I smash the bands of marauders and I vault the high fences. Next verse. And he says, what a God. His road stretches straight and smooth. Every God direction is road tested. Everyone who runs to it, he makes it. Tell your neighbor, you'll make it. Next slide. And he says, is there any God like God? He says, are we not at bedrock? Is it not just the God who armed me well? Then aimed me in the right direction. Next verse. Now I run like a deer. He says, I'm a king of the mountain. He shows me how to fight. And I can bend bronze bows. Next verse. And he says, you protect me with salvation armor. You touch me and I feel ten feet tall. You clear the ground under me so my footing was firm. Next verse. And he says, when I chased my enemies, I caught them. And I didn't let go till they were dead men. The devil is in trouble. Next verse. He says, I nailed them. They were down for good and I walked all over them. You armed me wealth for this fight. You smashed the upstarts. You made my enemies stand tail and I wiped out the haters. I mean the devil. Listen, you were redeemed from the hand. It's now the hand. You're under another hand. You can't be blacked out. You can't, you can't fail. Listen, he says his trait is road tested. And everyone who takes that route makes it. I'm not believing God to be a successful preacher. I will make it. I'm not believing you're going to be a successful businesswoman or man. You. It's road tested, brother. It comes with a guarantee from Jehovah God. Listen. You're going to be the greatest there is. You're going to be the greatest there is. Whether the devil wants it or he doesn't. You're going to be the greatest. Listen, you're the greatest there is. Hallelujah. The earth is so big for enough vacuum. If I say I'm the best preacher on planet earth. You can also claim it and God creates your earth. He says with the Lord all things are possible. The anointing on me can carry a mountain and throw it be removed and be thrown yonder place. You don't need to go to Canada. Bring Canada. Ah. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor I will make it. Tell him I will make it. Why? Because you're under a certain hand. That's why Jabez says that you'll expand my territory. And he says, and take not thine hand. Put thine hand on me. That I will not be destroyed. That I'll be delivered. You, you, you're not just anointed. You carry a certain hand on you. It's in whose hands you are. So I see this God carrying you here like this and you're worried of witchcraft. You're worried of poverty. You're worried that you'll fail. You're worried that you'll be slowed. You're worried that you're going to eat food. You're worried for your next ticket. You, you have a problem. Be delivered. You look at left and the right and you'll not see any of those things anymore. You see, one time, the Lord told me something that I used to claim for long. There's a scripture we used to say that the Egyptians you see today, you'll see no more. And one time I, was, I wanted to claim it and the Lord told me those were men living bondage to the wilderness. They were not men of the promise. Men of the promise it's a small thing. It's a very small thing that you should think that the Egyptians you'll see no more. When you get in the promise, sometimes you even want them around. Listen, this world would be boring if demons were not there. Imagine. No demon activity, no nothing, no attack. You'd grow fat and kick. But the Bible says, but we know, not we hope. 
We know, we don't pray. We know that all things work together for good. To them that love him and are called according to his purposes. Brother. That's why when I get to a delivery session, I don't... Because I, I see fireworks and I say, now, nah, who has a demon? I start looking for them. Why? Because that's, that's our show. See a blind eye and you want it to get to you so fast. Least it gets through an usher and it's open. Hallelujah. You're great. You're big in this world. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're blessed going in. You're blessed going out. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the country. The lines are falling unto you in pleasant places. You have a goodly heritage. He that began a good work in you shall see to accomplishment to the day of Christ. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the lifter of your head. He is your healer. He's your friend. He's your comforter. He's your deliverer. He's your sanctification. He's your righteousness. He's your redemption. He's your revival. Your rejuvenation. The very air you breathe. He's your mind. He's your wisdom. He's your body. He's your vision. He's your perception. He's your understanding. He's your wisdom. He's your separation. He is the heat. Somebody raise your hands and start to speak forth crazy things. You're independent in the name of Jesus. You're changing this world. You're changing this world. You're changing this world. You're changing this world. You will not fail. You were delivered from the hand of him that was mightier. Nothing in this world shakes you. No system. No economy. No understanding. No words of men.
Barara, Zendele Brosilili, Zendele Leboreba, Zandara Bababa, Zendele Leboreba, Zendele Brobobobo, Mondele Brereba. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that you're about to see eye has not seen, ear has not heard, has not entered the hearts of men. You thought that you had arrived, but the Lord says it's just the beginning. You're about to see things. You're about to experience things. You're about to walk places. You're about to change nations. You're about to uplift. You're about to heal. In the name of Jesus, you'll see his goodness in the land of the living. He has ransomed you from the hand of him that was mightier. You're free to change the world. You're free to heal the sick. You're free to cast out devils. You're free to do miracles. You're free to do signs. You're free to do wonders. You're free to do radio. You're free to do television. You're free to move in the world. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free to dream. You're free to dream. You're free to dream. If you have any sickness in your body right now, touch why it's painting. I see the Lord heal now. 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 Healing. Now. Now. I see somebody with a problem in your right ear. The Lord is opening your right ear clearly. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Lord restores your marriage. The Lord restores your business. The Lord restores your workplace. The Lord restores your relationship. He restores your prayer life. He restores your ministry life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you want to give your life to Christ, raise your hand right now. You want to give your life to Christ. You want to get born again, put up your hand right now. I see a hand. Put up your hand if you want to get born again. The Lord bless you. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. And I confess you as Lord. That you died and rose again. In Jesus' name. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at UMA Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest. <laughs>